Who's your favorite all-star celebrity captain? Will Arnett, who I couldn't pick out of a police lineup. Justin Bieber, whom we all know, and I am a fan of the Biebs. Tate McRae, again, lineup, me, not happening. And, of course, Michael Bubbly Bublé. And he's got my vote. And the commercials are funny, too, dear. He's knocking on the door. I have the bubbly. Can I get some bubbly? No, it's buble. Bubbly, bubbly. It's funny. This is the Rod Peterson Show. That is a fact. Thank you, Rick Regan. Welcome, everybody, to Canada's favorite daytime sports talk show here on the Game Plus Television Network. And we're on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE, and streaming coming up this hour, the voice of the... Calgary Stampeders and iconic Calgary broadcaster Mark Stephen. That's in segment three of this hour, but we are currently in segment one. Sorry, yes, yeah, segment one of hour two. Please uh, bring in the moose. The moose is with us. We got a lot to get to here today. We got some interesting comments have come in. I just want to update everybody on what we talked about last hour. The big story. Five members of the 2018 Canadian World Junior Team have been told to show up in London to the police department, they're facing sexual assault charges. We talked about that an hour ago. I'm not going to talk any more about it here now. NHL leftovers from last night. The Edmonton Oilers won their 14th in a row. We talked about the NFL playoffs, and that's the poll question. They're down to the final four. Who's your favorite team left? Who are you cheering for? Detroit's way out in front of that. We didn't get as much into the Wexit as I'd like to, Western exit, but we will. The five Alberta Junior League teams going to BC. If you don't think that's a big story, then you don't know hockey. And all the rest. Uh, but Darren, is there something, do you have a burning desire to share before I pivot with topics here? I did my homework. You saw it. Um, hell of a commercial. The rocket for Grecian formula. My God. Two minutes for looking yeah. so good. Well, it was pretty good. I have keep you never heard break, that, my that phrase? <laughs> yeah. Have, have you... Have you never heard of uh, that commercial or the phrase, two minutes for looking so good? Well, yeah, I've heard two minutes for looking so good, but I had no idea where it came from. It came from that commercial. So it's funny because I do this, and I'm very grateful. Darren came down here in April for our 1,000th show, and this is currently our 1165th show so you know the uh, the setup here this is a covered in patio in florida they call it a lanai i call it a line a and nobody knows it gets the joke which i think is even funnier so and then you know just on the other side of this wall is the house so serena's in the house and sometimes she listens to the show sometimes she doesn't so just in the top of the hour <clears throat> break i went in there she's like what the hell were you guys talking about on there maurice richard i said that old commercial grecian formula Two minutes for looking so good, where he was the referee. And she's like, we, because she's Canadian. Nobody knows that, but she is. She's like, we're not right as a planet. Like, Canada is its own planet for commercials like that. And I, yeah, yeah, it is. And it only matters to us, and that's all that matters. So, anyways, John Ohm is going to be, I shouldn't have brought it up. John Ohm is going to need to be shot with a tranquilizer dart. Because the Winnipeg Jets visit the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. It's by far the game of the night in the NHL. And maybe, okay, we're going to play, right, not right now, but very soon, Bet Regal Breakaway Bets. He just wrote into the commentary here, the comments, Winnipeg Jets, Winnipeg Jets, Winnipeg Jets, Winnipeg Jets, Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg Jets. I, that's what I'm saying. Shoot him now with a tranquilizer dart. Um, oh, 
I came up with a phrase this morning as I was driving to my morning club meeting. Sport betting. Is that a thing? Sport, there's sport fishing. There's sport hunting. Why not sport betting? Where you bet on the results, but you don't put anything on it. Cash, a lunch, nothing. What do you think? I've, I feel like I just coined something. Sport betting. That could be a thing. I mean, sports betting is already a thing. But sport betting. Oh. Yeah. Playing for free. Right. Sport betting. Just for fun. Uh, I've never done that before. You don't like the result? You throw it back? (laughs) Right. You forget about it. It's like uh, me stumbling upon the combination of ranch and salsa. To this day, nobody's told me since I brought it up that they've done it before. I'm calling it Ransa. It's incredible. It's like discovering plutonium by accident. Ranch and and the only reason I found out is I mixed it on my plate. I'm like, this is amazing. How has nobody ever come up with this? Ransa. Watch for it at a grocery store near you soon. Um, The reason I'm getting to all of this, uh, if I'm getting to anything, Darren Workman in Salt Lake City writes in and he says, Big news in Utah, Jazz ownership has made direct inquiries into NHL expansion into Salt Lake City and have offered an immediate venue, etc. There are those that say, if this is to be believed or not, we're in the conspiracy theory age, that the NHL was sitting on this story and they just dropped it today. Whenever it came out that those five junior players from the Team Canada were going to When the crap was going to hit the fan, we'll drop this expansion story to get distract everybody. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But it's going to work for us here right now. Um, And I I saw the headline before Darren in Salt Lake City wrote this in. That that, uh, whatever SEG, something entertainment group, has commissioned the NHL to look into Salt Lake City. That doesn't mean anything. There's a lot of people that would like the NHL to do a lot of stuff. Doesn't mean they're going to do it. (laughs) Ownership group wants their city to be considered and their ownership group for every ownership group does. Every city that doesn't have a team wants to be considered. Doesn't mean the NHL will. Did you see the headline this morning? I saw the headline. You know, they requested the information from the NHL. Tell us what it will take. Tell us what the process is for an expansion team. Well, I know a time or two I've inquired about a gym membership, but doesn't mean I'm going to buy one or go. Uh, you know? Yes. It's and so it's, funny you know, to me. I know. So we'll see. Uh, Utah Read the fine is one print. of those teams. Yeah. They've, you know, Salt Lake City has hosted an Olympic Games. You know, they've got the NBA. Maybe the NHL would be a logical next step. Sure. And it'd be one of those cities to inquire about, but we're so far away from them being considered the front runner for the next expansion or anything else. Um, but it is something to distract everybody. Oh, uh, in that case, it worked. But the thing is, I don't know very much about Salt Lake City. I've been to the airport. That's it. It ain't exactly a hot tourist destination. What do I know about Salt Lake City? I think it's number one for porn downloading in America. Number one, the most porn downloaded is in Utah. I believe that's the case. I've heard that it's very boring. Not a lot to do there. So, yeah, you, Darren in Salt Lake, you tell me if I'm wrong on that. But Atlanta's the city that I'm hot to trot on because we air in Atlanta on the radio every day. WQEE. Right, Ryan, on radio? Uh, we're set up to... We're Atlanta's NHL show. We're not Salt Lake City's NHL show. 
So they have a venue. Who cares? Atlanta's got multiple venues to play. I've had a lot of friends that have played there and do not ever bring up that they've had two franchises that had to move because that doesn't matter. So has Ottawa and the Canadian Football League. And the third time was the charm. I keep bringing it up all the time and I will keep bringing it up as long as people bring up that inane argument that the Flames and Thrashers had to move. So I want to see Atlanta first. It's six million people. It's the hub of the South. Not Salt Lake City. Give me a break. Where are you on that? Where would you like to see the 33rd team go? Um, Houston jumps out to me. We were down there. Houston would be a good fit. Um, Atlanta would be yeah. fine. Uh, Kansas City would be good. There's a lot of options. Utah didn't jump out to me as the next destination. Um, you know, maybe it'd be one down the line, but I think there'd probably be better fits if you're just looking at it from, yeah, where would you like to go? Uh, see, we talk about this all the time. Uh, Jeff in Yorkton writes in, he says, Rod, it's all about the money. If Utah wants to pay the insane franchise price, then Gary will go there. It's always about the money. My money people tell me, always just examine who's got the most to gain and ding, 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 you'll find your winner. It's about the money? Sorry. But you can't can't just stroke a check. Otherwise, Jim Balsley would have had a team in Hamilton. If it was only about the expansion check, the money conversation is about that expansion fee, but also TV, merchandise, the, the economy, longevity. It is money, but it's not just one check. I kind of wonder that movie Blackberry, which you and I went to together, did we not? We you did. and I at Landmark Cinemas, Blackberry. <laughs> it was about the Blackberry. That was the whole idea of the movie. But there was a great scene in there. Jim Belsilly, who was, if not the founder of the Blackberry, well, he basically was. Just like a raving lunatic in the NHL Board of Governors meetings in New York, like throwing chairs over because they weren't going to give him his team. They weren't going to let sorry, they weren't going to let him buy the Pittsburgh Penguins and move them to Hamilton, right? Wasn't that what the story was? It's like twenty years That's ago. That's right. Right? They would have let him, there. but he started bragging. Leave, yeah, you and I were leaving the theater going, is that accurate? Cause, you know, you look at winning time. The Lakers, they say uh, the guy that played Jerry West and how they made him look like a raving lunatic. The family's very upset with the way they made Jerry West look. So I wonder if the Balsilli family's upset that they made Jim look like a complete lunatic in the show Blackberry. I kind of have the sense that they didn't. It was nailed. And that's why he didn't get a team. (laughs) Uh, Wayne NBC says, how many teams is enough? I'd like to see less teams, not more. From the Random Canuck, which, oh my God, do I have a story for you. The Random Canuck writes in, it's 111 Eastern, by the way. He didn't say that. I am saying that. It's 111 Eastern. So imagine, manifest the perfect outcome to your current situation. I did. I did. It works. The random Canucks says, number one, Houston. Number two, Atlanta. Number three, Salt Lake City. Number four, Kansas City. Number five, Milwaukee. So there's a sports betting show that airs in the same studio as Serena and my Cats and Bolts podcast that we do on the Panthers and the Lightning. And last week, they asked if I could come on and talk about the National Hockey League on their betting show. And I couldn't because it was airing the same time as this one. So Serena went down there. 
and it's called Online Sports Bet. Darren, try and keep a straight face. Keeping in mind that these are nice guys. They're like, well, let's talk about the number one team in the National Hockey League Serena, the Vancouver Canucks. What do you have to say about the Canucks? <laughs> I was like, what? She came home and told me that. And she goes, oh, I've, it's not the first time I've heard that. Because remember that she lived in California for 10 years. But tell us about the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> True story. That's pretty good. I wonder what team would get mispronounced the most. Vancouver never came, came to mind as being, you know, mispronounced. But away we are. Here Let's we are. talk about the Arizona Demon Box. <laughs> oh, no. Like, the Canucks. The Canucks. The Canucks. <laughs> From the random Canuck writes in and says, My God. I know. I know. You have no idea. You have no idea. Oh, boy. And she's. Did I, did I tell you this? She's going to rip some heads off this afternoon when we record our show because a new podcast has popped up here in South Florida called the Cats and Rats Podcast. Did I. Did I tell you? It's spelt exactly yeah. like ours. Cats and rats. I've told a few business friends of mine and sports friends here and they're like, like I'm not as mad. I'm a little mad, but I'm not as mad. I was talking to our guy Jeff this morning from Esteban because I talked to a lot of people, Moose, our hotelier from the, you know, I said, how would you feel? If a hotel popped up right across from your hotel, right across the street, and they called themselves the Days Inn, spelled D-A-Y-Z-N, D-A-Y-Z-N. I said, you'd be furious. He's like, of course I would be. I said, well, that's kind of how I feel. So, anyways, yeah, that <laughs> happened. Darren in Utah writes in and says, wow, I think I'd better move. Salt Lake is only the second largest airline hub in the U.S. and makes billions in tourist revenue. That Olympic thing in 2002 must have been a fluke. Atlanta? Okay. Oh, yeah, like we didn't have the Olympics in Atlanta. 96. Uh, any thoughts? <laughs> As we roll. Nothing about the porn downloading? You got nothing to You got nothing to you got nothing to say about the porn downloading? But isn't that an attraction? <laughs> uh, that's on the pros list, not the cons list. Yeah, but who said it was a problem? Yeah, exactly. I said, yeah. I said to my friend Vaughn, who, the guy that we connected with, the guy that I connected with, my best friend when we were kids, got back together here this summer. I said, you know, you look a lot like the kid from Two and a Half Men in the early years, the early episodes. He's like, that kid was cool. I said, I didn't say he wasn't. Why do you take everything as an insult? Anyways, um, Jeff the Stams fan says Salt Lake City makes more sense than Atlanta. I don't agree, but I guess we'll find out. That's why they have votes for these things. Or as they say... Who writes the biggest check? Again, it all comes down to money, which there are people writing in here regarding Wexit. The five Alberta junior teams go to BC. 
And uh, it's starting to be reported enough that I think it's true. $1.2 million in expansion fees for a flipping Junior A League. $1.2 million expansion fees for those Alberta teams. That's $6 million the BC League's going to pocket for Junior A hockey. You going to tell me it's not about the money? Which I'm kind of... Somebody again, a media person in Calgary, told me just the other day, they said, you have really found your niche with that talk show because you can do whatever you want. Nobody can tell you what to do. You're living where you want to live. It's all coming up aces. That's the thing. I don't want to be the insider guy. You see it's come out what Corey Perry did in Chicago, why he had his contract terminated. I don't even want to talk about it here, but it has been reported today. And I'm like... I was fired from my last job for this kind of stuff. Not, no, not, no. It's been reported. Stuff that goes on millions of times a day around the world. He was fired for it. And clearly the Edmonton Orders didn't feel like it was that big of a deal because they signed him. Mark Steven on the way. We'll be right back. Uh, it's hour two of your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you live on Game Plus Television, WQEE, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop. EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Yeah, here we are. Please do not adjust your sets. The host is wearing a crown and a robe. Uh, by the way, everybody, I want to tell you the Kinsman Telemiracle 50-50 is live now. It's a wonderful way to support Telemiracle, but also a chance for you to win half the pot. You can buy your tickets now. It's a truly win-win for Saskatchewan residents. You just got to be in Saskatchewan and over the age of 18. Buy your tickets now at Telemiracle5050.com. We're about one month away from the draw. Okay, let's bring the moose in. Moose. I figured, why not wear the crown? What the heck? You, if you don't remember the Maurice Richard TV commercials that we talked about last hour for Creation Formula, two minutes for looking so good, you definitely won't remember on what nights did Johnny Carson wear the Swami uh, crown. Can, can somebody please, that's older than both Darren and I, write in and tell us, tell me, how often Johnny Carson wore his get-up? I don't even remember his name. I want to say Swami, but that's not it. Wasn't Chris Berman the Swami? Yeah, remember Chris, Chris Berman, Berman was Swami. Was, he was a Swami? Okay. I don't even know what Johnny Carson was when he dressed up. But whatever, if it was once a week, I'll do it. If it was twice a week, I'll do it. But that's ah, fun. 
It's fun. And uh, for to that end, we're going to play NHL Top 5, Bottom 5. Are you ready? We do it every week for Bet Regal, our official betting partner. Top five teams in the National Hockey League, followed by the bottom five. Uh, the number one team is the Boston Bruins, everybody. They are on a heater right now. They have the NHL best win streak of 7-28. And ask Winnipeg, who's the best team in the NHL? It's the Boston Bruins. Number two is the Winnipeg Jets. And we're going to find out maybe what they're made of tonight in Toronto. But they are missing two players, including Mark Scheifele tonight. Number two, Winnipeg. Number three, the Vancouver Canucks. They got to be in there somewhere, having their best season in decades. Number four, the Colorado Avalanche have won seven of their last ten. They are the hottest team in the past ten of anybody below our top three. And the number five team, the Edmonton Oilers. I'm telling you right now, if they were winning a, playing a series, they might beat Vancouver and Winnipeg. They've won 14 in a row, we all know. Number one, Boston. Two, Winnipeg. Three, Vancouver. Four, Colorado, five, Edmonton. Your bottom five teams in the National Hockey League are these. 28th is the Montreal Kennedy, the losers of three in a row. They're actually 26th overall, but they're sliding. 29th, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Nothing more than a speed bump for the Oilers last night. Anaheim is the 30th team, proving that Ducks can't fly. 31st team is the Chicago Blackhawks, second worst team. They're nothing without Connor Bedard, that's evident. And the very last team in the NHL is the San Jose Sharks. It ain't close. There's no reason for this to be challenged the rest of the way. And their goal differential looks like it's going to be an NHL record. They're at minus 90. Don't adjust your sets. Minus 90 the San Jose Sharks. What a season they're having. That's our top five, bottom five for Bet Regal. Agree or disagree? I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, it, it's going to be a debate where you put the Oilers because they were so far behind everybody that, you know, they're on the heater, and I think they're maybe in the top 10 teams points-wise. Um, they, they, they're definitely one of the top five best teams today in the NHL, so I like that. Um, don't look now, though. Uh, Seattle, or, uh, Seattle, San Jose has won three in a row. I just looked at that. I'm like, where did that come from? But that's that's just doesn't matter. They're, they're gonna, they're still the worst team in the league. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm pretty good with your top five, bottom five. Okay, thank you. So I'm checking uh, in with the audience. Nine zero two five one eight thirty thirty three. Jerry Bus. This is this is hilarious. David in Winnipeg writes that it says Jerry Bus. I'm like, no, 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 no. Look it up. From winning time, watch the series. Have you watched it on the rise of the Lakers? And they never, ever really did fall, and the Buss family still owns them. No, it wasn't Jerry Buss that they had a problem with. <laughs> as much of a lecherous, carousing womanizer that Jerry Buss is portrayed as in the show, his family never had any problem with that. Played by John C. Riley. It was Jerry West, right? I believe Jerry West, the guy that is on the NBA logo that was portrayed as a tyrant. I think it was Jerry West. But it wasn't Jerry Buss. It was Jerry West that the family had a problem with. Just to clarify that. I remember it's been a couple of years since we watched that since it came out. But Dag Nabbit, is that ever a great show? Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, thank you, Nelson. 
I don't know how he knows this, our VP of Sim Events, but he says, Karnak the Magnificent, the mystic from the East. No specific dates, just a reoccurring character. How do you know that, Nelson? You're far younger than me. And I think younger than Darren. He must have Googled. What are we talking about? Karnak. That's who Johnny, Car Johnny Carson was. Oh. I'm sorry. Uh, with with his outfit. Karnak the Magnificent. No specific days. Okay. I just, here's why. I just think, why the hell wouldn't we have fun with this? You got 8 million shows out there. Studies will show 2 million podcasts alone with everybody looking the same and talking about the same stuff. Why wouldn't we put a crown on once or twice a week and have some fun with it, for God's sakes? <laughs> I often think about, because people send us these photos from the bars where our show is on all across Canada. And I'm thinking people must, wa I, I want to see their reaction when the guy's wearing a crown. I know what I would think. What the hell is this? Now, speaking of all of that, oh, Nelson says he's a big late night fan. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's why he knows. Uh, Colin in Ottawa says they toned down Magic Johnson's womanizing in season two. I wonder if he threatened HBO after seeing how he was portrayed in the first season. Well, I don't need to watch the documentary because I lived it as a fan, and I remember the life of Magic Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I, w I will never forget, they were renovating the old Seattle Key Arena. Uh, I think I told you the story on the air when we went through there with the PA Raiders in 93. I was the 20-year-old voice of the PA Raiders, and uh, that was around the time the news came out about Magic Johnson. And if you don't know the news that I'm talking about, Look it up. And because they were renovating Key Arena, the team was playing in the near, well, somewhat nearby Tacoma Dome. And I rode a shuttle down there, 22,000-seat Tacoma Dome. It's really cool on the SeaTac Strip. And uh, it was something. It was something. I watched the Timberwolves play there. And I believe Golden State Warriors against the Lakers. By the way, Darren, speaking of me sitting on a park branch, just babbling to the person beside me, whatever my stories are, I have friends on a cruise right now. You know them, I think, Pete and Shauna Engelhart of Regina. They were in Cozumel, Mexico, and they were taking photos by the sign of it yesterday. <laughs> For you know what the first thing was popped in my mind? You, I never told you this. I've never told anybody this story. I almost killed a man in Cozumel, Mexico. What? How about that? It's a little, it's a little island, uh, which is a ferry ride off coastal Mexico. No, true story. And you'll know the people involved. Carmel, Carmelo Carteri was with us, my longtime color commentator, and our sales manager, Ron Ulmer. We spent the afternoon floating around in the pool. We went to Hooters for a while, then we went and floated around in a pool, drinking all day. We go to get back on the ferry to go back to Cancun. Uh, or was it Playdale Carmen? That was a long time ago when I was drinking, but they were painting a park bench, and there was a sign on it. So as we're walking down the, the street, I'm talking to Carm, but not really paying attention. Almer runs up aside and takes the sign off because it said wet paint. And he goes, Roddy, why don't you sit down on the bench? Take a load off. I'm like, that's a good idea, Ron. So I go to sit down. I put my hand down first. Wet paint. 
So I came running after him with my hand of wet paint, right? And he trips on the curb and falls into the street. And a car comes along and whap, just missed his head. Oh. And I don't know if you've ever, ever had that moment where in a split second, you have a lot of things run through your mind. My life didn't flash before my eyes. His life did. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's going to smash his head like a pumpkin because I saw the car coming. And he just missed. And then a guy came with his bike and went thump, thump right over his head, broke his glasses. I'll never forget. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we had a guy with us by the name of Ken Ashton. So Ronnie's laying there on the street. Carm grabs him by the head. He goes, how many fingers am I holding up? Ken, sitting 10 feet away, goes, three. We're like, not you, him. The guy that just got run over in the street of Cosimo, Mexico. So anyways, <laughs> he lived to tell the story. And, uh, we go, and then that night, we all went out for supper. And our station manager, who you would know, I think you, had a, you did a deal with them that they went back on, so you would know exactly who I'm talking about, says to me, <laughs> Heard you tried to kill our sales manager today. <laughs> well, yeah, but it was an accident. And it was like his all fault. Of them. I didn't, yeah, he started it. Like we're a bunch of 10-year-old kids. So anyways, that happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, though. John, hey, take oh, the sign. To, why don't you have a seat? Take a load up. <laughs> He deserved it. That's, is that what you're getting at? He deserved it. Well, so anyways, all these things good are joke randomly at the same time. Yeah. If you would have sat down, Almost you would have got up and never known there was wet paint on there. Yeah, exactly. Almost killed a man in Cozumel, Mexico. <sighs> Colin in Ottawa says, you knew about Magic Johnson's sexual escapades in the rural Saskatchewan of the 1980s? Uh, you're, Colin, you met him, right, Darren? You met him in Ottawa? You guys are about the same age? I met him, Psst. yeah. R right over your head, Colin. You're not getting it, and I don't have time to explain it. <laughs> uh, before I let you go, Dubbed tonight, Tri-City at Wenatchee, Everett at Kelowna. The top prospects game is being played tonight. Where is it being played? I saw the good rink. question. But I can't, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'm full of good questions. I don't have a lot of answers. Uh, somebody will let me know. But the top prospects game is being played. Oh, yeah. Well, Brent's watching in uh, Wellington, Florida. He says, blame it on the tequila. Oh, was that Moncton? Moncton. How about that? Okay, well, that was a different, different rink, angle of the rink than I saw. <laughs> I snuck into the rink in Moncton one time. I told you that story, right? I bought a couple yeah. of subs and told them that I was delivering them for the owner. And they let me in. I wasn't doing anything nefarious. I was just wanted to go see the rink. And I knew there was the only way they were going to let me in is if I concocted a story. So I bought a couple <laughs> of subs from Subway. If you know me well enough, this will not surprise you. This was Uber Eats before there was Uber Eats. <laughs> it was uh, not that long ago, 2019, Touchdown Atlantic. That's why I was there. It was the middle of the summer. I'm like, I want to get inside and see that rink. How could I do it? Uh, I got it. 
I'll go to the security desk with a couple of subs and tell them I'm delivering them. No problem. Have a great day, Moose. Say hi to your parents for me. You bet. Thank you. Mark Steven joins us next. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me, or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Canada's top men's curling teams are into the thick of their season. The provincial playdowns are coming up, and their eyes are firmly focused on uh, the Brand Center in Regina for the Montana's Briar, presented by AGI. It's March 1st to the 8th. We want to send you. You can get your tickets now at curling.ca slash tickets, ranging in price from $24 to $70, depending on the draw and where you sit. But all kids' tickets are $9.99 curling.ca slash tickets. I hope you enjoy the weekly curling interviews we're doing with the big names because it's been a lot of fun. Scotty's is in Calgary, by the way, and we're going there now at the beautiful Windsport Arena, but we're going to talk football first with our good friend Mark Steven. I had to think about it, Mark, because there's a lot of things to get to with you, but it was a good news, bad news day for the Stampeders yesterday. Would you mind recapping it and filling our audience in? Yeah, first, uh, thank you. Good afternoon. It was, uh, yeah, a pretty crazy day uh, in Calgary. Uh, we got the news of something that had been speculated for a while, that John Huffnagel would be stepping aside into more of an advisory role. So he leaves the day-to-day, -day, uh, you know, comings and goings of the Stampeders. Jay McNeil, who had been brought on uh, just under, well, I guess, about a year and a half ago in a business role, now takes over as the team president. So he's uh, in charge of everything. It's quite a story. He's a player. Uh, played 14 seasons and went into a business career and then returned to the Stampeders. So he takes over as the boss of the Calgary Stampeders. While all this was going on, we were starting to receive word that one of the you know highest profile and most popular Stampeders in recent times, Bruce Coverington, had passed away at the age of 57. And uh, yeah, it was unexpected and uh, got a lot of people off guard. And there was a lot of emotion. In fact, they even did a video uh, acknowledgement last night at the Flames game. So, yeah, this caught a lot of people off guard. So it was a day where a lot of good news came out that the Stamps were uh, under a new direction in the sense that Jay McNeil has the top role, but uh, very unfortunate on the Bruce Coverton's passing. Yeah, yeah, just terrible. And I, I, my condolences to you, Mark, and the Stampeders fans and all the rest with Tuna. Did his career, did, does your, has yours completely spanned his because the years were somewhat close. Am I right? There was an overlap. I, I was a reporter, not the broadcaster of the team. But, you know, I knew him from the day he got here. I mean, he was the first pick in 1992, and he came to the Stampeders. So, yeah, I was with yeah. them 
from the day he uh, talked to him regularly, from the day he arrived until I saw him most recently uh, at a, a luncheon in October. So that would have been the last time I, I talked to him. So uh, yeah, I've known him all the time and uh, always had a chance to say hello to him. And he was uh, a regular at the Stampeder practices and uh, different events around the city as well. So yeah, he was one of those larger than life figures. Yeah, I got to meet him, too. Just a wonderful guy. He would converse on Facebook, too, when I wasn't in Calgary. Number one overall pick, multiple Grey Cups won, hell of a resume, and he left a, a big void. There's no doubt that will not be filled. Yeah. As far as the Huffnagel-McNeil news, will Stamps fans see any change to the, to the uh, naked eye with Huff out of this role and Jay in it? Not really. I don't think so. I mean, uh, one of uh, John Huffnagel's many legacies is the fact that he's made some very, very significant transitions with seemingly no hiccups. I mean, he left the coaching ranks. He, uh, you know, became GM only. And then he left the GM uh, spot only and gave it to Dave Dickinson, or Dave earned it. And then uh, also this move as well. There haven't been the massive upheavals that some other organizations go through. It's been a model of stability. So that's one of the many things he could take credit for is the fact that, uh, you know, he kind of saw around the corner and had plans in place for all the inevitable transitions that would have to take place. I got to ask you this, and I know you'll give me the honest goods. When things were tough for the Stamps in the summer and the fall, and you were there, you were calling the games, all those Stamps alumni were saying to me, ah, they'll figure it out. They'll, they always figure it out. They'll figure it out. And dag it, they did. I'm sure you would have liked to have hosted a playoff game, but you surpassed Sask in the standings to make the playoffs. Mark, you know, one of these years it's going to catch you. Don't you? I, don't th I think that's a dangerous game yeah. to play. Well, I think it is to an extent that, uh, you know, here's what's happened the last couple of years. They've uh, certainly been stalking Toronto and Hamilton with a lot of players. So, you know, they're going to have to maybe do uh, something a little different to maintain mm. uh, players. They've done started to do that. They've signed some guys to multi-year deals, the guys that are their core. But I'll be blunt, there's going to be some guys that move on. They were 6-12 and 12 last year. So that was an indication that things weren't all as they envisioned. So, uh, you know, they will figure it out. I think they will. But they're going to have to make some uh, modifications uh, to an extent on some of their free agent strategies, and I think you've seen that already. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Hamilton in there in week one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a colossal oversight by the CFL last year, not having Hamilton come to Calgary, so they're going to rectify that at the first possible opportunity, and uh, obviously it was uh, good news not only for Bo Levi Mitchell, but for people here that he patched over his differences with the Cats, and I mean, it's almost certain that he'll be here for uh, opening day. I do feel like, and I think you would agree, the football gods do eventually work things out properly in the end. Like maybe if, if Hamilton was scheduled to come last year, maybe Bo wouldn't have been able to play because of his injury. Now he will. I agree totally. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. It was a tough year for him on a number of fronts, but health was one of them. He really didn't play all that much last year. So you're right. I mean, you, you can't guarantee anything. And uh, he was hurt for the bulk of last year. And I have no idea when he would have slotted in to come to Calgary, but he might not have been on the trip. That's uh, certainly a possibility. Watching the Flames from afar, I feel like this decision will be made for them that they need to scrap everything and go into a rebuild because it's very evident to me they're not going anywhere. Will they reach that conclusion, or what do you think? 
Well, I was there last night, and if they didn't reach that conclusion, they better in a hurry. Uh, this this is just as good as this team is going to get, okay? They're a team that's kind of hanging around the playoff chase. There's sort of a maybe we can make it with a couple of breaks kind of thing, but this is as far as it's going to go, and yes, they're going to have to uh, decide on a brand new direction. Um, you know, it's just not working. Uh, this is, as I say, this is as good as it's going to get. Look, they, they got two more games in what was sort of a vital homestand. They've got Columbus and Chicago. The, the, they should be favored against those teams. No guarantees, but let's just say they win based on the standings. That only makes this homestand, a six-game homestand, 500. Again, that, that's not good enough. And they can't say, well, maybe these guys will beat Nashville tonight. That's where they are. And uh, it, it's just as far as they're going to go, it's not good enough as currently constructed. Just while I have you, the Scotties is in Windsport Arena, and um, I know you like to follow business as much as sports to a degree, and that facility has turned out to be better than I think they thought. Man, the tickets are almost gone. They don't even know who the field is. Well, I guess they're. Yeah, I right. guess we, we do now, uh, just over the last so, week. I know what you're saying. But, right yeah. Yeah, why, why is Calgary such a tremendous curling city in your mind? You've been there throughout. Yeah. Well, first of all, you're right about the Windsport facility. Uh, we lack sort of a medium-sized facility, a good one here. Um, you know, there's the Saddle Dome, but there's only certain events that make sense to be played in there. Uh, but as far as a sort of a next-tier facility, it fits in the middle. There's some smaller facilities. The Corral, which was the original home of the Flames, is gone. So that's one reason why it works. Uh, they've marketed it well. It's not only the home of curling. Remember in the uh, pandemic year. They held every single curling championship that mattered there. So that was really exciting. Uh, number three is uh, the surge basketball team of the CEBL plays out of there and did quite well. And there's, and there's a number of, you know, just tournaments, uh, minor hockey tournaments and things that are played out of there. It's very busy. I mean, uh, people outside the city, of course, see it during the high profile events, but it's always busy there with numerous tournaments and events going on. So it's a combination of things. And yeah, Calgary uh, does have a reputation. One time uh, when the Briar was held here, they had the record. It was since Eclipse. But uh, no, it's, it's had a good reputation. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be very exciting indeed. If you can answer a quick one, Colin watching in Ottawa wants to know your take on Ottawa and their new starting quarterback, Drew Brown. What's that going to mean to the franchise? Well, I hope it works out for them. I mean, there's been instability there on so many fronts, and those fans there have been kicked around so much ever since they played in the 18 Grey Cup. Is he the guy? He certainly showed flashes, but I'm going to caution you about this. It's a different world when you're the, the number one guy and people are focusing in on you. I'm not saying he can't do it, but remember, they went down this exact road with Nick Arbuckle. There were a few issues that didn't work out. It's not all Nick's doing, but it's a different world when you're the number one guy. Having said that, I do understand why they went out and did it. It's a bold, assertive move to get ahead of free agency and sign him to a deal. I'm not going to say he's going to guarantee success because uh, they've got some other issues there, uh, bigger than quarterbacking. Hope Mazzoli gets back, and the two of them give Ottawa some uh, hope because I think if I added it up right since they played in the Grey Cup in 18, they're 14 and 54. That, that's just not good enough. So there are quarterbacking issues, but there's many other issues there as well. That's really bad. Mark, uh, appreciate it. it Always uh, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Chat with you soon. Okay, take care. Thanks for the call.
the Stampeders voice and longtime outstanding Calgary broadcaster Mark Stephen. Overtime's coming up next. We are live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Okay. Overtime is for our Calgary friends. Overtime hockey lanes in Cowtown, 28th Street, Northeast. Most fun you can have with your skates on. Where skill and fun collide, uh, head on down, look up Randy and Michelle, and tell them Rod sent you. Uh, 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 uh. Where do we start? Um, Colin in Ottawa, are you still there? He had a, I, I hope you've all had as much fun today as I have. But he had a bit of a cheeky comment earlier when I said that uh, we all knew what Magic Johnson was up to back in the day. We don't need to watch a Netflix documentary or Amazon Prime documentary to know. And I looked it up. November 7th, 1991 was the announcement that Magic Johnson well, tested positive for HIV. That's what I'm talking about. But you probably, you, you might have been born. Clark was born that year, so he wouldn't know. How did we, he, he, you very cheekily said, how would you know in rural Saskatchewan what Magic was? Well, we had a thing, it was called a newspaper. <laughs> it's wild, that? right? Yeah, crazy. And we would read these things called the newspaper. We would go down and we would buy them at the local store. It was like 50 cents, maybe a quarter. And uh, that had, the news was in. <laughs> the news was in it. So that's what we did. I know, it's crazy. Nelson, who's been hanging with us all day. Hey, Nelson, since you got all the answers, can you tell me, and you do, I don't say that facetiously. What is swag surfing? Clark doesn't know. Don't bother Clark. I asked him. He didn't know. I don't know. What's swag surfing? Nelson, you must know. It's a dance. Well, thank you. Thank you. Clark has told me it's a dance. I know, but what specific, where did it come from and why? I saw Taylor Swift doing it. And the only reason I ask you, Nelson, is because you've had all the other answers today. And again, I forgot. Karnak. Karnak was the name of the character Johnny Carson was when he wore a crown on the Johnny Carson show. I'll try. Karnak. Regarding NHL expansion to Salt Lake City, the, NHL, the, uh, the potential ownership group in Salt Lake City has come out and said they have asked the NHL to look into expanding and having a 33rd team in Utah. So Nelson writes in and says the National Hockey League released a statement regarding Salt Lake expansion. They are impressed with the conversations they have had with the ownership group over the past two years and look forward to continuing to talk. He says they didn't say yes and they didn't say no. Sounds a hell of a lot like uh, Randy and Rosie, don't it? We're talking about talking. We know where that went. <laughs> Jeff the Stams fan says, I remember it was all over the news. 
Oh, yeah. Was that ever? There are those that say the NHL threw out this Salt Lake City news today as a red herring, a decoy, a bait and switch. For the day that the Hockey Canada news came out that five members of the 2018 World Juniors team has been summoned to London, Ontario to face charges for sexual assault. I don't know whether they do it did or not. Who knows? I think they're matching up the timing. I prefer to give people the benefit of the doubt. Sports update on this Wednesday. The Winnipeg Jets fly into Toronto for an all-Canadian matchup with the Leafs tonight. Jets have won eight of their last ten. Lead the NHL Central Division with 64 points, one up on Colorado. The Leafs are fourth in the Atlantic with 54 points. Uh, holding a wild card spot. Also tonight, the league-leading Vancouver Canucks play host to the St. Louis Blues. Canucks have won three in a row. Blues coming off a 4-3 win in Calgary last night. Sports updates brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. In theaters now, the, by, the beekeeper. One man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after he is revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as the Beekeepers, starring Jason Statham, Josh Hutcherson, and Minnie Driver. And also brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, uh, we also had TVs back then too, Roddy. Yeah, exactly right. Chad in Lethbridge says, I hope the flames show up tomorrow, Roddy. The return of Johnny Hockey 2.0. Should be some boo birds. <laughs> Colin in Ottawa says, I'm talking about what preceded and caused magic getting HIV. He was diagnosed with it, so I kind of just deduced what was going on. Glenn in Medicine Hat says, late to the dance here today, so maybe you touched on this, but a couple of players from Canada's 2018 World Junior Team have very recently left their NHL teams for personal reasons. Could be a coincidence. Did you ever show up late? That was the first thing we talked about today in the big story, and I guess the last thing that we're talking about today. Tomorrow, hopefully the news is better. See you then. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.